What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Route Runners podcast. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Shrieker. I'm James. And we have our special guest, Jason Kuzmission, back. Jason, what's going on? Nothing much. Glad to be back. So it is Thanksgiving week in the NFL. Everyone is home with their families for Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow, and we are all excited to just watch football and sit on our asses on the couch all day. Damn right. It's going to be a good time. But first, uh, let's just get into some news. We had some two pretty big things in terms of coaching staff happen over the last couple of days. Uh, let's start with one of the teams that's going to be playing on Thanksgiving. We're going to have um, Matt Nagy, the coach of the Chicago Bears, one coach of the year in 2018 for this team, led this team all the way to the to the three seed in the NFC. He is now uh, he is told that he is going to be fired once this year is over. Uh, Matt Nagy led the Bears to the playoffs two out of the four years that he's been a head coach, but the the Bears have figured out that they've had enough and uh, that they want a new head coach in the direction of uh, Justin Fields' young career. Yeah, they better. Screw Matt Nagy. That's basically all I have to say. No, I think I think if they lose to the Lions tomorrow that he's probably going to get fired. He's going to get canned after that. Because if you lose to a winless Lions on Thanksgiving, which notoriously the Bears, I think, are – perform better than the Lions on Thanksgiving. So uh, I think Matt Nagy's career is in jeopardy this week rather than at the end of the season. Don't forget they got David Montgomery back too. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a running back battle right there. Swift versus Montgomery, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I don't know. Nagy, if Nagy gets canned after this game, then I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be happy. Because that means A-Rob can develop. Having Montgomery back last week didn't really help out much. They still put up like, what, 14 points? I mean, they put uh, up yeah, brought yeah, in there 13, for 14. Yeah, 13, 14. Yeah. Either way, I mean, they're yeah. brought in there. He's brought in there for offense, and their offense is down there with like the Jets and the Texans, and the Bears have a lot more talent. So I think it's time for him to go. They're also playing the Ravens defense, though. So, ah, they have think... Ravens defense hasn't been great all year, though. I Sorry. still think, like, I think obviously Nagy's going to get fired this year, but I think he still has a chance to get rehired to a different team real soon. I think he still shows some promise just because he took Mitch Trubisky and that and that team. Whether the defense carried that team fully, I guess uh, we'll never know, but I still have some faith in Nagy. I think Matt Nagy maybe... Yeah, go for it. I think Mitch Trubisky took that team to the playoff, not Matt Nagy. Yeah. It's also like a really really bad situation. That whole team is just built so... (laughs) So horribly, I would say, with that O line just not being anywhere close to good. I mean, Justin Fields pretty much has like an incoming sack almost every every yeah. play, and it just sucks for him because he's just trying to develop. Nagy, obviously, he's trying to like put in like the best player at the for the position, and that whole drama also made this whole uh, season for the Bears worse because that whole fiasco with choosing whether Justin Fields should play. Andy Dalton should start. It's just, it's just a weird situation. I, in I think it was already confirmed that Dalton's starting Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I think that gives him more of a chance to win because I think Dalton right now is a better QB or a better system QB for the Bears. I mean, Justin Fields is just not getting 
a fair shot. I think everyone knows that. And I think Matt Nagy is definitely a big reason for that. So I support this move. Also, like what Jason was saying, where Mitch Trubisky was the one to bring them to the playoffs. That's definitely true. And especially in 2018, when they were the three seed, their defense was the best in the league. So, and I don't really think that Matt Nagy had a whole lot to do with that. So it's definitely probably right that Matt Nagy and the bears are parting ways after this year. I think that Matt Nagy will definitely get a job somewhere. I mean, he has, coaching experience and he coached with Andy Reid before. So people are going to want that kind of knowledge. Another head coaching move that changed is that the New York giants fired their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. I don't even know why Jason Garrett was hired here in the first place. I never really thought that he was a great play caller. I thought that that's what was holding those Dallas teams back with Tony Romo or with Dak Prescott back when Jason Garrett was the head coach there. Uh, there's going to be no more clapping on the sidelines in New York from Jason Garrett and the Giants will probably hire an actual good play caller that can help out uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, this is probably a smart move. Uh, I, when listening to the last podcast, Jason really went off on the Giants and for good reason, too. So, I mean, this team basically has fallen apart. They need, a, they need to go in a new direction. Um, like Jason was saying last time, they should just hire him at this point because he knows what to do with this team. Uh, and Jason Garrett did not. So I think looking for a new head coach is probably the smartest thing they can do right now, other than like obviously trying to develop their best offensive weapons, AKA Saquon. But I mean, uh, yeah, Jason Garrett was not good with that. So, uh, all right. So since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, we're recording on Wednesday and hopefully get this out by. Tomorrow, we got uh, three Thanksgiving games, and we're going to preview all four of you guys. First off, we're going to start with the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. I feel like this matchup happens every year, but whatever. Uh, the Lions get another home Thanksgiving game, as they usually do, and we got Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle. So who's excited for that? I forgot Tim Boyle was starting. That kind of kind of lowers my expectations for everything. Yep. Wait, the legend great Tim Boyle is back? Of course. Great start to Thanksgiving. That, wake that up my at like, Hold on. <laughs> you wake up at like 10, 12, 30, turn on TV. You see, you see Tim Boyle warming up. And you're like, oh, great. This is how my Thanksgiving is going. <laughs> and Andy Dolan. But like, it's we a love, we love, miracle. Yeah, we love the Red Rocket. Or I do, at least. Just because of the nickname. I mean, I think for this game, I think both Bears and Lions are rooting for the Lions here because it's a, it's a, it's a weird situation where the Bears fans are rooting for their head coach to be fired. And the Lions just want to win, so. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to be a Lions fan at 1230. Mm-hmm. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. Oh, I do too. It, yeah, Both, it should be. Lions defense isn't even bad. Exactly. Yeah, they're kind of giving out free money with this under here. Hopefully. I mean, I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong and Tim po- – do you guys remember when David Blau came in for the Lions a couple of years ago? I do remember that. Yeah. He threw, he yeah. threw like an 80-yard touchdown. I just know that's going to end up happening and the over is going to end up hitting, but whatever. Uh, I'm not too excited for this game. The Bears have a very boring offense. And the Lions have been inter- like interesting, and they've been in every game, but Tim Boyle looked like shit last week. I mean, if it wasn't for a DeAndre Swift breakout run, the Lions would have had three points. And DeAndre Swift is pretty much the only exciting player that we're going to be watching in this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm watching this we'll game for fantasy out. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. So Tim Boyle um, in college had one passing touchdown and 13 interceptions. I don't know how he's in the league, but if Khalil Mack was playing, I think he may end Tim Boyle's career right on the spot. 
it, it would just it would be really bad. But I have a question. Yeah. Does anybody know whose dick Tim Boyle sucked? <laughs> NFL. Um, I do not know. I don't. I don't know how he's here. I really don't. I think. I think we need to research that. Uh, I'm not gonna do that, but. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, if you want to, Jason. I'll, I'll report back next time on the podcast. I still want to – that should be the same question for Ben DiNucci. How did he make a Cowboys on well, team? Because he's Ben DiNucci. Yeah, he's Ben DiNucci. He went to JMU. But so he was a beast played, there. What is it, FBS or uh, – Josh Allen went to Wyoming. There you go. <laughs> That's fair. He Don't was also know where that came from, but first rounder. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you go to a random college, it still can be good. Um, All right. Uh, So the next game, I think that this one is going to be the game that's the most exciting. We got the Cowboys and the Raiders. The Cowboys are heavy favorites of this game by seven and a half. The Cowboys are going to be without Amari Cooper, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be without CeeDee Lamb as well. Um, I don't know if Dallas' offense is going to be able to put up enough points to win this game. What, What do you guys think? I could see a big uh, Darren Waller game, maybe. Just because he's like the only, maybe a big uh, deep threat target. I feel like uh, Deshaun Jackson might burn Trayvon Diggs for one one whole route and just score a touchdown that way. Oh, I I know we've seen Dak this year with receivers hurt, and he still managed to produce. So Dalton Schultz is gonna have to step up. My cousin's gonna have to step up and do something <laughs> for Dallas. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then for is the Raiders. Is he playing or is he uh, out? Uh, he probably isn't, yeah. Um, it, it's going to be a tight end game, I think, for both teams. Because, yeah, yeah when, whenever the receivers were out for Dallas, Dak only looked at Dalton Schultz, and he produced. So, quick, How do you guys, uh, good luck to Sean. Sean is going to win this week. How do you guys uh, think uh, the running backs are going to perform? Josh Jacobs and Zeke, big games from them? or I think Zeke – or not Zeke. I think Jacobs is going to have some trouble. Especially with Micah Parsons, is Van Der Esch healthy? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna have to run through Micah Parsons and Leighton Van Der Esch. It's gonna be, I don't know, it's, it's gonna be a tough time for him. But he can, he's Josh Jacobs. He can probably get it done. Right. I don't know. I think it's, it's I gonna think be tough Tony Pollard's gonna have a huge game. I hope so. Bold prediction. I think he's gonna have a huge game. I can see it. Him and Zeke are gonna kind of split carries. Zeke was banged up last week. Like and it's nine. a short. And it's a short week for Dallas. And it's a. They're going to be running all game. They're down. They're top two receivers. They have two great running backs against the worst run defense in the league. They're going to split carries. Like, they're just going to keep running. They're going to be on and off the field. They'll both like over 80 rush yards, I think. I can I can definitely see that. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how Dallas kind of comes back from a bad loss because we saw them have a bad loss a couple of weeks ago against the Broncos, and then – they came out against the Falcons and absolutely obliterated them. And then they yeah. obviously on the road against the Chiefs last week they lose. They're going to see it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. Uh, also, They're, and the Raiders are just on an absolute skid right now. They've lost three in a row. So I'm not too confident in the Raiders, but I I definitely think that Dak Prescott splits when Amari Cooper is not on the field is he's a different quarterback. So. I don't know. We, we may. I, I think we're going to see a lot of interesting plays. I think that this one's going to be closer than it than people think. I kind of like the Raiders with the spread. All I'm saying is, I, no. I going back to the Tony Pollard and Zeke uh, snap share. All I'm saying is, since it's Thanksgiving, Zeke they're going to feed Zeke because why the hell not? 
And I'm predicting he gets a 79% uh, snap share. 79% is what I'm calling. Yeah, they're going to feed him because it's Thanksgiving. He's going to be like, oh, you guys got to feed me because that's my motto and it's mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. I guarantee he's going to eat a fucking turkey like before the game or after the game. <laughs> if they win, he's going to eat a turkey. Like. Oh. 79% Jerry snap Jones would love that. Yeah. The feed Zeke mentality is going to be real tomorrow. Another reason why I kind of like the Raiders is because recently on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys have been fucking awful. So dating back to 2014, Dallas lost against the Eagles 33 to 10. Then the year following, that was the year that uh, Cam Newton and the Panthers were ridiculously good. The Panthers won that one 33 to 14. Then the year after that, the Cowboys came back and beat the, then it was the Redskins 31 to 26. Then after that, the Chargers went on the road and beat the Cowboys 28 to six. That's when second half Keenan Allen was, I feel he was born. Then the Cowboys beat the Redskins uh, the year after 31-23. I remember that was an Amari Cooper breakout game. And then the last two years, Josh Allen and the Bills went in there and beat them 26-15. And then last year, the Antonio Gibson three-touchdown game over the Cowboys 41-16. to So they have not been particularly great on Thanksgiving in the last couple of seasons, or really in the last decade, because if you date back to even before that, the Redskins beat them another time, the they, they just haven't looked all that great. So it's going to be interesting to see them on Thanksgiving this year and see if they can keep up with that trend of losing. I, I like I like the Raiders a little more than other people because I really like Derek Carr and I like Darren Waller, but I, I think it's going to be close. That's, that's just what I think. I feel like after looking at last week, it just looks like if it gets into a shootout, it might get a little dicey, trusting Zach, Dak maybe, but. Yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be an it's gonna be an interesting game. Yeah, I, mean, I think all the Thanksgiving games are gonna be good. I think besides the first one, yeah. But like I think competitively, like I think like it's gonna be like oh it'll be yeah they, it should be a close game. No blowouts. I don't think any blowouts. All right, so the third Thanksgiving game at night, we got the Buffalo Bills going into New Orleans against the Saints. Josh Allen and the Bills are coming off a really bad loss against the Colts. And a lot of people are calling them clowns and saying that they're not going to end up making the playoffs. Um, maybe me included, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but they got to go up against Trevor Simeon in this game, which is a very real daunting task. Um, Trevor Simeon's 0-3 in, the, in his starts for the Saints this year. See if they can bounce back. And um, who, who do you think is going to bounce back first in the game? The Bills from last week or the Saints from the last three? Oh, definitely Bills. I mean, they have the talent, and they kind of really have to bounce back because they have to get their heads straight if they want to make the playoffs or even win the division with the Patriots contending right now. Uh, we know the, the Bills have one of the best defenses in the league this year, and they have one of the best QBs, one of the best receivers. Like, they have weapons, and they know they can, they know they can produce. It's just a matter of when and how. Like, they, they have so many playmakers. Their defense has been amazing. I think – I think this is the game where they kind of just like shift back into gear. And why else? Or yeah, why not on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I uh, mean, if we're gonna see a blowout, I think it'd be this game. Honestly, like we've seen the Bills blow out all the teams way below them, like their competition. And I think the Saints are definitely a bottom tier team without Kamara and with Trevor Simeon starting. I mean, their defense is good, but. 
they don't really have anybody to cover the receivers outside of Marshawn Lattimore, and we've seen the Bills and Josh Allen just spread the ball out to everybody. I think the Bills are going to have no problem moving the ball on them because they're the Saints are also really good at stopping the run, but the Bills don't run the ball much. I I think it's a great matchup for the Bills. I think they're going to win this one with ease. Yeah, especially since the Saints don't have Camaro or supposedly don't have Camaro because Jason, you said how he was he was in practice today, and obviously the game is tomorrow, so. I mean, they yeah, he if, missed the last two games, and he didn't practice. He hasn't practiced since, so I there's probably no chance he plays. It's probably Mark Ingram again or Tony Jones because Mark Ingram has hasn't been fully practicing yet. Yeah, it'll probably play. I yeah. think so. Yeah, the Saints lost their best weapon against one of the league's best defenses, so that's probably not going to bode well for him. I could say like just playing a little. Advocate. The only way the Saints could win this is if you see big game or big big games out of Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I think if if those playmakers actually step up, they'll actually give some some form of a threat to Josh Allen, and hopefully he can withstand them to pull out the win. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for the Bills. Their backs are against the wall after last week. Um, I think. Because he's been playing kind of sloppy lately, Josh Allen. Yeah, he has, especially last week. I think he threw three interceptions mm-hmm. against the yeah. Colts defense. He can't have that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people are saying that the Bills may be one-year wonders, and that last year was just like their their ceiling. What do you guys think? Because I, I'm I'm not gonna say that they're one-year wonders. Like I definitely think that they can, like, compete in the AFC for years to come. But I definitely think that last year may have been the highest that this team can get. I was gonna say I saw a quote today that like um, Stefan Diggs was like has been like dealing with like some mental issues. Not like he's just, like kind of just like not feeling it himself. So maybe that's a little bit showing a little bit of its presence on the field, but maybe that's one of the reasons why they haven't been living up to their expectations. I mean, well, I don't know. And these past I'd weeks, say... Josh Allen has been looking specifically for Diggs. Right. So I think I think that they're starting to pick things back up. Yeah, but, before I mean, before that he wasn't. Diggs was just not getting targeted nearly enough. Yeah. I think um, you know, the Bills are a good team. I think they'll always be a good regular season team, but for me, whenever I think of down the stretch of the regular season and in the playoffs, if you want to go far, you have to have a good run game and the Bills don't have that at all. They they can't run the ball really. So for me, any team so see so you have a good regular season going to the playoffs. If they can't run the ball, I'm not really a big fan of them, and that's just how I feel about the Bills. I think that offense is always going to be good from passing, but once it starts to get really cold, like especially in Buffalo, they're going to have trouble running the ball. Yeah, they're, I mean, I'm sorry, no, they're going to have trouble passing the ball, so they're going to have to run it. They can't. The only thing I'll say about that is. Like, I mean, I don't think that their running game last year was any better than it is now, and they still went very far. But, obviously, they didn't go far enough. And, mm-hmm. again, maybe maybe they did hit their ceiling and that they won't be a, they won't ever be as good. So, we'll, we'll see what goes on with this team. For this game, though, I think especially I, I, I don't see the Saints winning, especially with how beat up they are. If Jameis was starting, I think it would be a lot more entertaining. The Dolphins also just claimed Philip Lindsay off waivers, so there you go. Oh, did they actually? Yeah. Oh, yay. Well, there's there's more of a carousel in the backfield now. Yeah, that's something we didn't really talk about. Philip Lindsay got cut from the Texans. I mean, Texans news isn't really news, but I mean, the fact that the Dolphins. I'm just going to say the Texans are irrelevant. 
Yeah, and I yeah. mean the the Dolphins getting him is kind of irrelevant too. Like they're not going to make the playoffs at all. I thought yeah. the, the Titans should have gone after Dar- uh, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, and yeah, they also cut AP, which I kn- I know everyone. Knows oh, they did. I yeah, they did. That. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I had to. Yeah, that was sad. Mm-hmm. Deontay Foreman still doesn't is not good, but Deontay Foreman didn't do anything for Jacob, so I beat him. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Philip Lindsay to the Dolphins just sucks because now there's more of a carousel with Miles Gaskin and shit. Even though Miles Gaskin is clearly still better than Philip Lindsay, but whatever. Yeah, but if the Dolphins want to torture Gaskin, then let them go for it. All right, so those are going to be the Thanksgiving games. Uh, hope you guys all enjoy watching Thanksgiving tomorrow for what is it, ten straight hours, pretty much. It's, uh, gonna, be, it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. But now we got games of the week uh, for everyone. So uh, I'll kick this off to Shrieker. You can go first. Uh, tell everyone what your game of the week is. So I'm kicking this segment off with my game of the week, which is Bengals Steelers. I think this is I think the Steelers are kind of picking things up now. Now that we're we've passed the half half point mark of the season and I think they're they're still trying to make a heavy push to the playoffs and try to steal this division from any of their rivals like the Bengals, Ravens and Browns. I think it really is up for grabs uh with some of these uh losses that the Ravens have had and maybe with Lamar just having maybe like an off game or dealing with a sickness or something like this, I think the Steelers could come and steal it away from them. And I think this is going to be a big game. It's a big divisional game against the Bengals. I think Ben slowly has picked up his not becoming like a tree trunk when he's in the pocket type uh, ability. And he's actually playing like an actual competent quarterback. And I'm hoping for a big shootout type game between Burrow and Roethlisberger, I think a lot of the weapons are going to get lots of a lot a lot of yards in this game. I think T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd are going to have great games. Don't forget Tyler, uh, Joe Mixon too. And on the other side, I think Claypool and Deontay and uh, Najee are going to have big games there too. I think the defense, I think Steelers defense will post uh, some big of a threat or a big threat to Joe Burrow this week. But I feel Joe Burrow is going to have, like, pass to, like, Jamar Chase, and somehow Jamar is going to, like, end up rushing for a touchdown, like, 50 yards. So it's going to be a good game. Uh, so my game of the week is uh, Rams versus the Packers. I mean, from what we saw from Aaron Rodgers last week, this should be a really hyped-up game because that game versus the Vikings was – it was one of the best games of the year probably. But, yeah, I mean, there's some concern for the Rams because they haven't really been playing to the best of their ability in the past weeks, but – I think against the Packers' defense, they can definitely start to pick things back up. Uh, we know the Stafford coup is, is, is real. And now with the loss of Robert Woods, OBJ has to step in as that wide receiver too. So we'll see how that pans out against one of the teams that he was rumored to go to. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I think this I'm is going to sure. be yeah, – yeah. yeah, this is going to be – I feel like this is going to definitely be an air raid uh, uh, game. The ball's just going to be thrown a shit ton. And I personally would love that because Rodgers versus Stafford, when they have weapons like they do with Cooper, Devontae Adams, like it's going to be a fun game to watch. Obviously, Daryl Henderson and A.J. Dillon are going to make an impact because they're still both great. They're, they're great backs. I think A.J. Dillon probably is – I was going to say something about him being better than Aaron Jones, but he's obviously not. But, like, he's just like, I don't know. Like, he's not too far week, off. Yeah, which is scary to think, but – yeah, I think if this is like an air raid game, that's going to be fun to watch. And 
yeah, if there's any indication that this game is uh, going to be good, then, yeah, just look at the Packers last week against the Vikings, and you'll be like, oh, shit, I should probably watch this game. This game's in L.A., right? It should be. Let me check. Um, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. The Rams need to pick it back up, though, because I think this is this is their key to picking it back up. Um, oh, it's in Lambeau. Oh. It's going to be a cold one. Well, Stafford's think... used to that. He played in Detroit, so. Aaron yeah. I don't. I don't think that the Rams lose three games in a row. I mean, you never know. I mean, obviously, yeah, but I, I think it's – I mean, if the Rams don't pick it back up, it's fresh off the bye, then who knows – yeah, they we'll did see. just come off a bye. And we saw what happened to the Bucks when they came off a bye. They lost to the football team. So, But then again, those aren't the same teams. But you never know. Buys, buys can make or break teams for some reason. All right, Jason, what, what do you got for game of the week? All right. My game of the week, the number one team in the AFC versus the number three team in the AFC, Patriots-Titans. Um. I'll talk a little bit about it right now because I do have one of these teams in my locker upset. We'll find out later. Um, but, I mean, everybody knows I'm big on the Patriots this year. I mentioned the other day, put a super blood bet on them. And, uh, you know, Titans, you know, I'll talk about I'll talk more about this later because this is one of my locks are upset. So, we'll talk about it later. All right, so my game of the week is going to be my team, the Minnesota Vikings, going into San Francisco to play the 49ers. There were a lot of other good games this week that I just wanted to give some honorable mentions out to. The Buccaneers and the Colts, arguably the number one and number two in MVP talks right now, and Tom Brady and Jonathan Taylor, so that, that's going to be a fun one. And the Sunday night game between the Browns and the Ravens. I'm pretty surprised no one picked that one to be their game of the week, but I'm kind of happy that no one did because I think that Baker Mayfield sucks. So there's that. But anyway, with the Vikings and the 49ers, you got two teams that started off the season pretty slow and for reasons that are different. The Vikings because they just lose in close games and have bad coaching. The Niners because they've had a lot of injuries and um, their quarterback's not as good and he doesn't really carry the team the way that Kirk Cousins is doing it uh, right now. But mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has been playing really well this season, and the Niners' secondary has not really played all that great. The last time we saw the Niners, they destroyed the Jags, the last, and then the time before that, they beat the Rams pretty handily, a team that we all thought were, was a top-five team. So, And the, the Vikings just beat the Packers this week, who we also consider to be around the top-five team. So both of these teams are feeling real good about themselves right now. Kirk Cousins usually plays really bad against teams that are over 500 or – um, at 500, but he has won the last two games against them. It's going to be interesting to see if this Vikings team could win three in a row. I think the X factor in this game is going to obviously be Justin Jefferson because he's just he's playing like the best receiver in football right now, or a top five receiver in football, I'll say. And the Niners don't really. I don't think that they're going to have an answer on deep on defense for him. So it's going to be real interesting to see. Can Kirk Cousins target him the ball another 12 times? Can Adam Thielen get the ball another 12 times? I don't think this is going to be a heavily running game for the Vikings, which may be a cause for concern. But uh, as for the Niners, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is playing a pretty decent defense in Minnesota, and they're using Debo Samuel in a real interesting way now. They're basically using him as a hybrid running back receiver, which is very interesting to see. And I think that a lot of teams should maybe start doing something like that 
Uh, I don't think that the Vikings are going to have an answer for George Kittle. He's been outstanding ever since he's come back. He's had a touchdown in every game that he's played. So it's going to be tough for the Vikings to stop him. The Vikings are also a pretty bad third down defense, and especially on play action, and the Niners run that very well. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on in that game. I I just think that in the grand scheme of things, the the winner of this game is probably going to end up with a playoff spot, and the loser may not because I think that teams like Philly and the Panthers are really kind of working and getting into that, could potentially get into one of those spots, and the loser of of this game – uh, is going to be five and six and has a tough road ahead because both of these teams still have to play uh, tough teams in their division. And the Vikings still have tough games against the Steelers left, the Rams. So it's going to be tough for both of these teams to get into the play or for either of these teams to get into the playoffs if they lose. But I just think it's going to be a really good game. Good defense in the Niners against a good offense in the Vikings. So we'll see what happens there. And Elijah Mitchell will probably be back for San Francisco as well. And the Vikings don't have the best run defense either. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes down. All right. So now heading into the lock and upsets. I obviously went 0-2 last week because that just keeps happening to me. But why not? Um, My lock for this week, I'm going um, to Thanksgiving and I'm going with the Bears over the Lions. I don't like the Lions, especially with Tim Boyle. Again, the fact that he threw 13 picks in college and had just one passing touchdown I don't understand why he's even in the league. And now he's going to be starting a not really prime time, but it's a standalone game. Everyone's going to be watching it. And I don't like them at all. Again, DeAndre Swift is the only really exciting thing about the Lions, other than maybe Dan Campbell, their head coach. I think he's pretty good. But like I was talking about with the Cowboys, how they've been struggling on Thanksgiving. The Lions also haven't won a Thanksgiving game since 2016 when they beat none other than the Minnesota Vikings. So that's fun. But um, this Lions team is just so unexciting. They have been in a a bunch of games this year, but again, they don't even have Jared Goff, and he's going to be a he's going to be missed in this game because I actually think that there was a chance that they could beat the Bears because the Bears are starting Andy Dalton, and the Bears' offense is terrible. I just think we're going to be seeing a lot of punts, and it's going to be real ugly. But I don't see the Lions being able to score. They again, if it wasn't for DeAndre Swift breakaway touchdown in the last couple of minutes against the Browns and they wouldn't have even scored against them and the Bears defense is almost as good as Cleveland's so I don't see a lot happening here for the Lions on offense I think that the Bears are going to win this game Andy Dalton I think is going to play well and I think uh, well enough to win at least even though there's going to be no Allen Robinson for this game I like the Bears on the road uh so my lock for the week is also on Thanksgiving and it's the Bills over the Saints initially I had the Cowboys over the Raiders but um I decided against that because, obviously, Jerry has mentioned that the Cowboys have been ass over Thanksgiving. And they're without Amari Cooper and possibly CeeDee Lamb. So, that kind of sucks for them. But, yeah, like, we were talking about the Bills-Saints game. I think this is the game where the Bills kind of uh, figured everything out. They tighten their screws in their heads. And uh, Stefan Diggs doesn't – is stops being depressed. But, no, I'm kidding. Whatever he's going through, I hope he, he – obviously, he gets through it. But, um yeah, this Bills team, uh, the Saints don't have Kamara, who is their top offensive weapon, and the Bills have a top three, five defense, like we've said before. So I think Trevor Simeon is going to go 0 for 4 as his starter this year because, I mean, unless Marquez, Marquez Callaway and Deontay Harris somehow have breakout games, I don't see the Saints winning this one. Uh, yeah, the Saints defense could step up, but 
I think the Bills offense is just way too talented with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, obviously. He's going to be guarded by Marshawn Lattimore, so that's going to be fun to watch too. Um, obviously, Dawson Knox, Gabriel Davis. I mean, he still has weapons besides Diggs. And, yeah, like Jason was saying, their running game isn't the best, but I think that they can probably use them in, like, screen plays or passing plays, their running backs, and they can probably get some get some good yardage and some good uh, runs going. But, yeah, I don't know. I can see the Bills just – being the Saints by a lot because uh, obviously Mc, Sean McDermott knows that like the Bills are kind of in, in one of the lower seeds for the um for the playoffs and that they kind of they got overtaken by the Patriots in the division so he kind of needs to step things up so I think this this is that game and if they can't beat Trevor Simeon and the Saints on Thanksgiving then I don't believe in them in making like make, making a run at the Super Bowl but yeah I'm, uh, Bills Bills are gonna win this one. I, they're just too talented to lose to an Alvin Kamara list, Jameis Winston list, Saints team. Michael Thomas list. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't have helped anyways. But <laughs> my lock, the Patriots over the Titans. Um, only reason I chose the game of the week is because of the implications it has for the AFC standings. I mean, both have a team right behind them in their division standings. The Colts and the Bills, and so if one of these teams loses, you know, it kind of to see like, oh, well, they win the division, and whoever wins this, I think they have a very good chance at winning the division because of a significant lead over the other team, especially with tough matchup in the Buccaneers, and I, I mean, I think the Bills will beat the Saints, but it's not a terrible matchup. Uh, but for the game itself, I think the Patriots are going to blow them out. I mean, the Titans, I think their offense is nothing without Derrick Henry. I mean, Tannehill threw four picks against Houston. Um, A.J. Brown hasn't done anything. I mean, you throw four picks against Houston, New England's going to throw all different kinds of coverages at you and blitzes, and they're, they're going to have a field day on Tannehill, making him look like a fool. And then on offense, I mean, they just haven't looked the same. They let up, like, 21 to the Saints with Trevor Simeon and Mark Ingram. The Patriots don't have a weakness on offense. They can run the ball on you. They can pass the ball. Mac Jones looks so comfortable. He can operate that offense with ease. Just everything about that team right now is so smooth, and the Titans are struggling mightily. They cannot run the ball. You know, I was saying the other day, like, nobody's scared of a 36-year-old Adrian Peterson. Well, they just cut him. So now it's it's on to Deontay Foreman, who's been on his couch the past couple of years. Um, you know, I don't think there are going to be too many blowouts this week, but I honestly think this might be one of them. Considering the Patriots' last couple of games, like they beat the Panthers 24-6. They beat the Browns by over 30. They Shut out the Falcons twenty-five nothing. Sorry, Shrieker, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. The Patriots, you know, it's just like I said before. I think they're gonna. Win. I think they have a very good chance at the Super Bowl. It just reminds me of all their other years where they did win the Super Bowl. They start off pretty mediocre. You kind of count them out, and then they really start to pick it up. They still have a late buy. Um, they're gonna get a lot of rest then for a tough part of their schedule. I I think this is going to be a blowout, honestly. Yeah, so so my lock of the week is I'm picking the Chargers of the Broncos. 
I'm sure that's some good news to hear, right, Jason? Love to hear that, but uh, I, I we'll just see. think this. Yeah, we'll I mean, I just think Vic Fangio, his head. I'm sure Broncos want fans want his head on a pike, respectfully, and <laughs> I think I think this is gonna just be another game where the Chargers just look so polished out there, and they just steamroll right past the Broncos. The Broncos have just a placeholder with Teddy B at QB and. Yeah, I just don't think he's gonna get the job done. Like he's gonna, he's definitely gonna throw a couple touchdowns in this game, but the Chargers are gonna just go fly and run by, run past them easily. I just think Justin Herbert, he's just wait. He has shown from this past uh, week how great he is, and for all the doubters out there, and I just think him, Eckler, and the playmakers like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams on the defense. I think Bosa is gonna have a great game. And Derwin James, so it's it's going to be fun to watch if you're a Chargers fan. Uh, you might want to close your eyes or turn away if you're a Broncos fan, though. Yeah, I think the only thing that uh, I'm going to be looking at in this game is uh, a player that Jason and I like a lot, and that is Devontae Williams. That's our boy. So let's go to our upsets now. Um, I can hand this back to James or, or Jason. Anyone, anyone want to take this one? I'll I'll take it. Screw it. Uh, oh, I forgot what my upset was for a sec. It was. Oh, um, all right. So my upset, Jared's gonna like this one, is the uh, the Vikings over the night. I don't know. After seeing that their performance against the Packers, I mean, they've convinced me that they're a playoff team. They beat the top seed in their division, and although it was a close game, as it should be, because Aaron Rodgers gives people a run for their money. Um. I think if they can beat the, the Packers like that, then I think they have a better shot being the Niners. Yes, the Niners did blow out the Jags by 20 last week, and they have been establishing themselves as a playoff team as well. But I don't know. I feel like if they're able to read those Debo Samuel runs, and yeah, they might have, they might do that. And if Elijah Mitchell's back, then that's kind of a problem. But I think if they're just able to contain that offense and let their, let their offense simultaneously go to work, then I think they can, they can upset the Niners here. I just that the the Vikings offense is too, too like what's that word? Good. I, I mean yes, good, but there's a, a more scientific word. Oh, they're 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 such an explosive offense. There we go. Now I'm cool. Yeah, they got they got Kirk Vember, they got Jay Jettas, Adam Thielen. Like they have weapons, and oh yeah, not to mention Dalvin Cook. So like their offense is explosive, and they're a fun offense to watch. And I feel like. That offense can contend with any defense, even though obviously sometimes this season they haven't in the past. But uh, that blame it on Mike Zimmer, not the team. So, I th- this team can definitely contend with any defense, and I can't say the same for the Niners' offense. So, I think if that's the case, and the Vikings' offense shows up like they did last week, then the Vikings can take this one. And I would love that because Kirk and Jay Jettas are on my fantasy team. So, but also I just like the Vikings in general because they're fun to watch. So it would be nice if they won. All right, I'll I'll go ahead with my upset. So my upset is the uh, Steelers over the Bengals. Um, you know they're just coming off Sunday Night Football where their offense looked really good, albeit against the Chargers defense that's not great, but they still put up thirty-seven. That's really impressive. You know they have Najee, Deontay, Claypool. They've got a lot of weapons. Pratt, Fryermuth, Penn State. Um, they've got a lot of weapons. They could put up. They can put up points. Their defense could, you know, they're without Minka. They're without T.J. Watt. Is T.J. Watt going to be back this week? 
believe so. Okay, yeah. I, and then to go to the Bengals, like, you know, they, they're coming off a pretty pretty good win against the Raiders, but I don't think the Raiders have been all that good recently. I also feel like the Bengals are a very inconsistent team where, like, one week, you know, they absolutely obliterated the Ravens, and then the next week they kind of laid an egg against the Browns, I think. it They're just a very, very inconsistent team. And to me, when I think about divisional games later on in the regular season, they're normally more low-scoring and defensive battle. And if you have a defensive battle, who are you going to choose, the Bengals' defense or the Steelers' defense? For me, it's the Steelers' defense 10 out of 10 times. I'm taking the Steelers on this one. So my upset this week, I'm choosing the Raiders over the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, it, it's always fun to hate up. Hey, uh, uh, on the Cowboys just because they're they always consider themselves the America's team. I'm choosing the Raiders this week, and I feel like Derek Carr he's gonna take another step and be like, look, I'm taking over this team now, and I'm I, I'm gonna do whatever it takes for it to get us a win, and hopefully I think Derek Carr can take this team and beat the Cowboys because this is this would definitely be a big win on their on their schedule because the Cowboys aren't an easy team to just walk or run over and I think it's going to come if they try uh, beating him it's going to come down to a shootout and hopefully Derek Carr has the the ball in the last two minutes all right so my upset I I hate that I'm doing this but I'm going with the Jags over the Falcons I again I I already know it's not going to work but I'm just going with it. None of my upsets work fucking anyway, so whatever. But um, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is good enough that he needs to have at least a couple good games this year, and I feel like he hasn't had a vintage game. He hasn't had that game where we're going to look back on going into next season and everyone's going to be like, all right, Trevor Lawrence may be good. And I feel like it may be this one. The Falcons, yeah, they're coming off um, a couple days, extra days rest, but their offense, I know it was against the Patriots, but they just looked awful. They could not move the ball down the field at all. They were, they had a shit ton of third and longs, and they just couldn't do anything with them. Kyle Pitts was not really getting targeted. I just feel like ever since Calvin Ridley left this offense, they have been very lethargic, and they just can't move the ball down the field. They just don't look good. And the Jags, I mean, the Jags don't look all that great either. They can't keep Trevor Lawrence upright, but what better defense to play than the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, Shrieker, you've attested to this many times. Their defense is really bad. And the f- combining that with the fact that their offense. They have been... no run game. They're 30th in the league, I believe. Yeah, so like, I, I think the Jags are going to know what, what they're going to have to do. And their pass rush is really good. I think that if they can – Josh Allen and um, Chazon, the guy from LSU a couple of years ago, I think that they're going to be able to get after Matt Ryan a decent amount. And I, I think that Trevor Lawrence can have a good game on offense here. And. Their run de- the Falcons' run defense is really bad. Romandre Stevenson and Damian Harris ran all over them last week. Zeke had two touchdowns when they played. So I feel like that J-Rob can have a huge one, a huge game in this one. So I like the I like the Jags over the Falcons. So I'm going with the Bears and the Jags this week. That's definitely not a good idea, but it's what I'm doing. I also like to note that uh, I forgot who just tweeted it, but Mark Ingram has been ruled out. So it is now Tony. He's J- ruled out? Oh, boy. Yeah, Mark Ingram's out. Mark Ingram and Kamara now ruled out officially. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, you're going to play, right? 
Nav, you want Tony Jones? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's funny because I was looking at Mark Ingram like maybe like 20 minutes ago, and he was projected like 16 points this week. Yeah, it's Tony Jones season. What Tony Jones is about to drop five points. Well, Jonathan Taylor did run, against, run all over the Bills last week, so who knows? Yeah. But it's Jonathan Taylor, so. All right, that'll do it for us, the Week 12 preview show, uh, plus the Thanksgiving games. Hope you guys all enjoyed our show today. Jason, thanks again for coming on as a special guest. Coos. Of course. <laughs> Can't oh, wait coos. to be back. Yeah, you will be back eventually. Um, again, we'll, we're going to try and have Sean back also. And we'll have, some, we'll have some other guests sprinkled in there. And we're just heading more towards the playoffs, and I couldn't be more excited to – to talk about it and, and just watch everything go down. Um, follow us on Instagram at the route runners pod. Uh, we're going to be posting a bunch of stuff up to you guys and all the upsets and locks. And we got some other stuff headed uh, towards the future. We're going to be updating our website a little bit too, which is going to be really interesting to see. Um, so yeah, hope you guys all enjoyed this show again and uh, have a good Thanksgiving with all your families. And we will, uh, catch you guys on Tuesday for the week 13 recap or week yeah, 12 yeah. recap. So yeah. we'll see you then. Thank yeah. you. Eat a, eat a turkey like for Zeke. Happy please, Thanksgiving, y'all. Please don't do that. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Later. See ya. Bye. Bing bong.